Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the highlight of civilization. It's the, the light and the goodness and the, well, it's the awesomeness that you hoped you'd find. And you did it. Oh, you did it. Good job. Good job, everybody. And let's take it up to another level because I know you can. Oh, you're not done. We can take the amazingness up to levels heretofore unknown. And all you need is a copper mug or a glass, a tanker, chelsea, stein, a canteen jug or flask, a vessel of any kind. Fill it with your favorite liquid. I like coffee. And join me now for the unparalleled pleasure of the dopamine here of the day, the thing that makes everything better. It's called the simultaneous sip. And you don't want to miss this. You don't want to. Do not miss this. Go. Savor it. Savor it. Savor it. Good. Now we can talk about all the things. All the things. Does it ever? Does it matter what I talk about? <laughs> I think some of you are uh, so acclimated to the habit. That I'm, I'm not sure it matters what I talk about. I think everybody just likes being here. <laughs> you know, to enjoy this uh, simultaneity. Uh, but we do have interesting stories today, as it turns out. Uh, how many of you saw Kanye or Ye or Mr. West? or the artist formerly known as Kanye. How many of you saw him on Tucker? First of all, how much balls does it take to wear a, for Kanye to wear a White Lives Matter shirt and then go on Tucker as your first big interview? <laughs> it's really <clears throat> the balls on that guy. You know, it's just amazing. I'll tell you what bothers me when other people talk about Ye. It bothers me when he's spoken of as an artist. Because it's not so much that he creates art. It's a, he is art. And there's a, whole, there's a difference. I create art. Like, I'll, you know, if you could call it that, a comic strip. But it feels like everything he does, like he just lives and breathes a different reality, and then we get to see it sometimes. So it really doesn't feel like he creates merchandise that is art. It just feels like he's walking art. I don't know. There's something different going on with, with him. And I've decided that, uh, that Ye is my spiritual guide. I'm not a, I'm not a believer, so I'm not... Uh, you know, I'm not all the way into the God thing. But I think uh, Ye, and by the way, I love his first name. Don't, don't you like going into something and already, already celebrating success? I just met you. Yay. It's like, it's like yeah. yeah. Ye is the, the most uh, inspiring possible name you could ever have. Yay. It's just like good news. Yay. Um, anyway, the only, the only downside is not everybody knows who you're talking about yet, so I've got to work on that. But, uh, so this is what uh, Ye said when asked why he wore a White Lives Matter shirt. He said, because it's the obvious thing. Because it's true. <laughs> and that's a problem. <laughs> Apparently it's a problem to say something that's obvious and true and everybody agrees with. Well, does everybody agree with it? I saw a tweet today from Isaac Hayes III. I assume he's related to the famous Isaac Hayes, the actor. I'm guessing, just because of the third part. But anyway, he's, he's, uh, he's got a little blue check there. And here's what he said in a tweet. He said, Kanye West wore that White Lives Matter T-shirt in the safety, security, and distance of Paris, France. I bet you he won't wear that shirt in Atlanta, Detroit, Baltimore, Philly, Memphis, Houston, Compton, or Queens. I dare him to go stand in any hood in America with that shirt on. Um. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I'm not sure that uh, Isaac Hayes III is making the point that he hoped to make. 
I feel like he's making Kanye's point. Or Ye's point. Doesn't it sound like he, they agreed? Do, do you think that Ye would have worn that shirt if it had been safe to wear anywhere? That's sort of the point. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly the point, is that it wouldn't even be safe to wear there. Um, so I, and just as a point of unity, I would agree with Isaac Hayes III that not only should Kanye not wear that shirt in those neighborhoods, but nobody should go to those neighborhoods. It doesn't matter what shirt you're wearing. Why the fuck would you go to any of those neighborhoods? <laughs> can, can we, it's 2022, can we say something honest that will get me banned from all social media? Why would anybody go to a mostly black community in the United States in 2022? Why would anybody, if you had a, if you had a choice? Whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're anything in between. Why would anyone go into the highest crime neighborhoods with the highest, with the highest likelihood of violent outcome and nothing good happening? Why would anybody go there? So yeah, Isaac Hayes III, Kanye should not wear that shirt in those areas. Kanye shouldn't go anywhere near those areas. Neither should you. Stay out of those areas. Doesn't matter if you're white or black or you're wearing clothes or no clothes. You want to stay away from those areas. All right. Just before I got on, I saw some tweets. Um, apparently, the CIA is now saying, at least to the news, that they thought that uh, Ukraine would be overtaken uh, very easily in a matter of a days. <laughs> what? Is there anything that the CIA has gotten more right than me guessing? And I mean that seriously. That's an absolute serious statement. Have they done better or worse than me just looking at the news and just guessing? No. No. I've actually smoked them. It's not even close. (laughs) Don't you think they should be recruiting me? I mean, you can replace the entire CIA with me guessing. At least, you know, the analytical part. You, you might still need some operatives. <laughs> but just ask me. Uh, what would you like to know? I'm not saying I'll be right every time. You know, Lord knows I won't be right. But I'm not going to be telling you there's a secret sonic weapon in the embassy. No, no, I'm not going to tell you that. Right? I'm not going to tell you they're WMD, doing WMDs in Iraq. I didn't see any. Who knows? Anyway. Um, there is a Twitter account that the profile pretends that it's some kind of uh, assisted AI or some kind of an AI. And it's pretending like it's tweeting not as a human. But I think it's a trick. So the account is uh, Gaia uh, V.42. The, the actual Twitter feed, in case you want to look it for yourself, because I actually don't know. I think, I think it's not AI. It looks like a person pretending to be AI. But I can't really tell. Uh, so take a look at it. So it's at 42 underscore Gaia. G-A-I-A. And it purports to have read my book, God's Debris, from 2001. It purports to have read that book and and did a book review. And it clearly understands the book. It actually understands the book. Not only does it understand it, but it understands its its, uh, position in, in civilization, which is hard to understand. And I looked at it and I thought, I can't tell. I really couldn't tell if that was a human or, or an AI. Now, is this the first time? Does today, does today mark a turning point? Because I genuinely can't tell. So if it's AI, if it is AI, it passed the Turing test. I mean, the, the Twitter version of a Turing test. I don't know. 
Did anybody have a moment to go look at it? It looks not real, right? Or at least partially not real? Yeah, I think it's not real. All right, we'll find out. But uh, the fact that I can't tell is uh, pretty, pretty revealing. Now, um, here's a question. Have you ever looked at the whole Ukraine war situation and said to yourself, it feels like there's some gigantic, unexplained variable? Has anybody had that feeling? Just something about how hard we're pushing to save Ukraine that doesn't exactly make sense. And maybe some of you thought it has something to do with Hunter Biden. You know, maybe we're being blackmailed by Zelensky or something. And so I thought to myself, well, if it, if it were something else, what would explain everything? If it were something else. And just out of the blue, I said to myself, is there any chance that Ukraine is sitting on a shit ton of lithium? So I googled it. Ukraine is believed to be sitting on a shit ton of lithium. Are there any other questions? There are no other questions, are there? Right. Now, now we know the whole thing. The amount of lithium there is in the trillions. 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 Biden might be pulling off the elimination of Russia as a superpower and making uh, batteries actually economical and feasible. Because right now there's a lithium shortage and you know, we don't want to depend on China, etc. So if we could get a friendly-ish, NATO-ish country that had a shit ton of lithium, that changes everything, doesn't it? Changes everything. And you can imagine that Ukraine had, would have perhaps lower environmental concerns so you could actually get it out of the ground. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's rare earth minerals in general. And now, the second part that I did not, um, and I think I saw a hint in the comments, I don't know if that lithium is in the part that Zelensky controls or is the lithium, by coincidence, in the disputed parts. Because don't, don't, without doing any research, don't you kind of assume that it's in the disputed parts? <laughs> yeah. I, if I had to guess without doing any geoengineering whatsoever, there's probably more of it in Crimea and Donbass than anywhere else, I, just because that's the way the world works. I mean, just everything works that way. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Imagine if, if Russia controlled not only all that gas and oil, but also the lithium. <laughs> That'd be a pretty big problem. If they had the lithium and the, the gas, and the oil. And now it looks like they won't have any of it. Or at least, you know, they'll be less important as a provider. Now, does that blow your mind? Let, let me ask you this. Why am I the first person to tell you that? Now, it wasn't hard to Google. I mean, it came right up on Google. Other people have Googled it. You can tell because Google has already organized the answer. Enough people have Googled it so Google put it as part of one of its standard question and answer things for things that people ask all the time. Think about that. Think about the fact that so many people have Googled it, that Google has organized it as a quick answer, and you've never heard it on the news. Have you? Has any one of you heard that Ukraine might have enormous uh, supplies of the thing we need more than just about anything? No, not once. Oh, one of you says yes. Oh, some of you are saying yes. I wonder where you heard it. Um, for those of you, uh, some of you, okay, I see some of you said are saying yes. Oh, here's somebody who's confirming. You got it right on the nose, Donbass region, Ukraine. Yep, well, there you go. <laughs> it's the fucking Donbass and their, and their minerals. There it is. It was on Twitter months ago. Did anybody see it in any um, Fox News, somebody says. 
Somebody on Fox News said that. Who was it? Was it uh, just a guest? Because I've never heard any of the hosts say it, but I you know, don't watch every minute. Huh. Uh, Lee Stranahan said it. All right, well, if you want to stay cynical, and I know you do, I think that's going to be a big, one of the big variables. Have any of you noticed a bunch of fake news, local news sites? So Axios has apparently discovered that there's a, a bunch of fake local news sites run by Democrats. So Democrats are putting together websites that appear to be some kind of alternative local news so that you would see the, the Democrats spin on the news without knowing that it's fake. Have you seen them? Because I feel like I have. I, I've seen local news-looking pages that, to me, looked like they were sort of suddenly sprung up. And it turns out there are six writers writing all the articles, except for the ones that are just sort of clipped from other places. Thank you, John. Um, anyway. So that's happening. And it's interesting that we don't call that election interference. Isn't that interesting? Because it is. It's election interference. But why is there no law against creating fake websites? I I get why we don't have laws against saying something incorrect in the news or even lying in the news because it would be too hard to police that. But I feel like like creating a fake news site is interfering with an election. And that's different than just lying about a news story. Now, I don't think it's illegal... Probably not. Yeah, First Amendment, whatever. But the First Amendment doesn't cover fraud, right? The First Amendment would cover you being accidentally incorrect and lots of other stuff, but it doesn't cover fraud. Fraud is still illegal. I just don't think that specific crime is necessarily on the books, but it should be. That should be illegal. I have some uh, suggestion for you. Uh, I republish my hoax list every now and then. It's the top 15 or so items which um, are known political domestic hoaxes run by the Democrats and their machine. Now, I'm not adding uh, the Russia pipeline uh, bombing hoax. In my opinion, it's obvious that the United States or its proxies took out the, uh, the pipeline. But So while I'm sure that's a hoax, I'm not including it because I allow lying for military purposes. So that's a different point. The the hoaxes on the hoax list were purely domestic political stuff, and and it's entirely about winning elections. So those are the hoaxes that are on the hoax list. But if your military lies to your enemies and lies to your allies and lies to you, for military advantage, I'm okay with that. That's what we pay them for. <laughs> if they didn't do that, I'd be a little more worried, if there's a big advantage. So if they wanted to blow that up for strategic advantage, and they knew that lying about it would be the best cover for it, I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. And now, what about the fact that they're lying to us domestically? Well, here's the thing. I didn't mind that lie when I knew it was an obvious lie. Because it's like, it's like a lie with a wink, isn't it? When you hear the American officials say, no, we had, we had nothing to do with it, wink, does that feel like a lie? It doesn't feel like a lie to me when they wink. Right? Because Trump's done that too. Trump's winked at you. You know it, right? So domestically, it didn't bother me, because I'm like, oh, it's one of those obvious lies that you tell during a war just to give yourself some cover. Okay, it's a war. But then I saw how many people on the news apparently believe it. Have you seen the, uh, I think Tucker had a compilation clip, of people in the left-leaning news who are quite adamant that it's ridiculous to blame the United States for that? Just absurd. And I watch them and I think, 
are you looking at the same reality I'm looking at? Because in my reality, it's, it's not only have they completely admitted it, in every way you could possibly admit it without saying it, without saying it directly, they've admitted it as clearly as they could. But to imagine that you would defend them after they've admitted it, indirectly, but certainly admitted it. So you say they're not admitting it? Somebody says, okay. <laughs> technically, they're not admitting it. I'll give you that. They are technically not admitting it. But in all practical ways, yeah, they're signaling to you, we definitely did this. So and that's not on the list, but uh, certainly I rank that as untrue. Here's what you should do if you show that hoax list to somebody and they say, as they often do, several of the things on that list actually are true. I saw them with my own eyes. I know they're true. What should you say? Should you engage and debunk each of them? Because it's pretty easy to do. Or, here's my new technique. I respond with, I'm sorry they did that to you. So if somebody says they believe five things on the hoax list, I'm sorry they did that to you. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. And that's it. And then just walk away. You should show compassion and empathy for someone who's been this, this fooled. Don't, if, if, you try to, uh, if you try to dig in, you just trigger them into cognitive dissonance and then nothing good happens. But if you just show your empathy, I, I'm really sorry this happened to you. <laughs> because here's the thing. Anybody who reads that list and says there are five of them that look true, if they say there are five of them that look true to them, they've already accepted that there are ten things on the list from the same people, the same sources, that they know were, were lies. So they've already accepted that they think five of the 15 are true while knowing that 10 of them are not from the same sources. From the same sources. So when the people are arguing that the five are true, I'm not sure they completely believe themselves because there's got to be a little doubt when you see the 10 that clearly are not true. So I think just sympathy is the way to go. No, I, I've had nobody come back at me after taking that approach. They just sort of slink away <laughs> to lick their wounds or think about it or something. I don't know. Um, so the news is saying that uh, the FBI may be bringing gun and tax charges against Hunter Biden. So I guess the gun charges are about lying on an application. And the uh, tax charges presumably are about making some money with his overseas deals and not, not properly recording them. Now, what is missing? Seems like there's something missing. Hmm, what's missing? Dog not barking. Well, what's missing is the primary concern. Well, drugs is missing, but I don't know, I don't know that he was actually caught with drugs, and I don't care about the drugs. I, I don't think he should be prosecuted for drugs. I just I think that's small ball. Um, so it seems to me that the thing we cared about the most is that the Bidens were selling out the United States to to uh, to China, and it looked like they were going to try to make money promoting the Belt and Road Initiative, which would basically be working for China more than the United States because that's their big strategic, long-term strategic play is to have you know, commerce control of the whole world. So if the Bidens were helping them do that, this is the allegation, that's really bad. That's like serious traitor situation. But that's not on the list of things that they're going to deal with. And I wonder if the play here is to make us think that all of Hunter's problems had been dealt with before the election. That looks like the play, doesn't it? Because, you know, the, the Democrats never ask detailed questions on politics. <laughs> it probably works both ways. You know, as soon as you hear something that you want to hear, you stop asking questions. That's true for all of us. That's true for me. I know. I know that when, I, when I'm researching something, 
uh, and I get to the opinion that totally agrees with me, I'm usually done researching. I'm not proud of that, but that is the way it works. You, know, you, you search until you find something that agrees with you, and then you're done researching. Um, anyway, it looks to me like what's happening is the Democrats are trying to minimize the Hunter Biden pain by looking at the gun and tax charges, which all of us think are sort of blue collary and not our problem, right? The gun charge is really fill down a box wrong. It's illegal, whatever the lie was on it. It's a federal crime. It's a big penalty. But it's also the sort of thing you could imagine if it happened to you, you wouldn't really think that the penalty should be that big, right? <laughs> you wouldn't really feel like that was the worst crime in the world. Now, if he'd been a, a drug dealer or a murderer and he lied to get a gun, oh, throw the book at him. That would just be extra stuff to throw at him. But given that he honestly got a gun for it looks like self-defense, it, it looks like he was just pursuing his Second Amendment rights, honestly. And if there, was a, if there was a piece of paperwork that prevented him from having his Second Amendment rights... I'm not the guy who's going to say that's the worst crime in the world. Are you? It's a crime. But does that feel like the worst crime in the world? You're, if you're a Second Amendment proponent and someone who did not have any illegal intentions to use the gun illegally, simply got a gun like everybody else could get a gun. It's a crime, but it's so close to being a nothing, in my opinion. And I think enough people would be close to that opinion. Now, you have to be pretty political to think that's the biggest crime in the world. And again, if he'd been a criminal and had criminal intentions, then lying to get a gun is a pretty big deal. But if you just wanted to have the same rights as your other Americans to defend yourself with a firearm, and you had to lie in a box for the government to do it, I'm okay. Just lie in the fucking box. I don't care. Don't care at all. So what it looks like, and I think uh, Harmeet was, was saying this, that it looks like a diversionary play. So they're going to make us look at the small stuff, which could get explained away, or he could just pay for the taxes. I mean, one of the possibilities is that they say, hey, you owe a bunch of taxes, and then he just pays it. And then they say, you know, this gun thing is bad, but you don't have other major crimes... So we're just going to give you some suspended whatever. So I think he'll pay the taxes. He'll get whatever's the lightest crime you can get for checking the wrong box on a form. And then they will divert us entirely from the bigger question of working with China uh, or Ukraine. And, and then the, the Democrats will be able to say, they will be able to say, everything about Hunter has been checked out. That, that's, done, that's a done business. He paid his taxes. The courts, the courts uh, took care of all the Hunter Biden stuff. And then all the Democrats will say, all right, that Hunter stuff worried me, but I'm glad it's all behind us now. And none of it will be behind it. It's just that they'll be able to say it because they diverted you into these um, lesser-looking crimes. It's a good play. And then, of course, there's the, the pardon aspect. You know, maybe they need to convict him, get all the charges out there so that Dad Biden can um, pardon him, which would be fine with me, by the way. That's not going to be a popular opinion. But if Dad Biden pardoned him for the gun charges, and I don't know if the taxes will be anything except a fine, but if, if, if his father kept him out of jail for that, I'd be okay with that. It wouldn't be justice. It wouldn't be justice. But it would be a, a practical thing that I would have applied to Trump as well. I, I, I would have also said in the same situation, shoe on the other foot, right? I use the Dershowitz standard that if I would have treated it differently if it happened to Trump, I, I can't do that. I've got to treat it the same. And I would have treated it differently. I would have said, now, we, we should not be sending the family of our presidents to jail while that president's in office. 
for stuff like that. I mean, had it been murder, that's different. You know, rape, that's different. But for this stuff, I just don't think you want a president having his family member in jail. It's just too much of a distraction. So I'm too selfish. I'm selfish. I want my president to be focusing on the country. And if it's a distraction, there's some family member, I would rather have some injustice, a little bit of injustice, just so I can get the bigger benefit of a president who's focusing on the work. So just me. So had this been Trump, I'd be perfectly happy with the pardon. Same way. So if, by the way, if, if Trump gets reelected and he's ever in this situation, remember I said this, please. Because I know you're gonna, somebody's going to say, oh, would you have said this if it were, if it were about Hunter Biden? And I, and I need you to know, I just said that about Hunter Biden. Yes, yes, same treatment. All right. Um, you want to know some good news? How would you like some good news? Like just off the hook good news. Like news is so good, you almost can't believe it. So maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> All right, here are the big technologies for the future. And these are coming on board like really quickly. All right. Uh, AI, of course. Uh, there's now uh, BYU University um, now has developed a nuclear, a nuclear power source that fits on a, uh, basically you put it on a big truck, a 40-foot truck bed. And it doesn't have any risk of melting down. And it doesn't have a nuclear waste problem. And they can already make it. Just think about that. So it's a, I guess it's a molten salt design. So it's one of the new generations that we've been waiting for. And what's different about it is if the nuclear reaction gets out of control, well, it can't. So it can't get out of control because it will immediately go into molten salt and something happens, blah, blah, blah. But basically, they made a reactor that can be mass-produced, shipped anywhere on a truck, it will power a thousand homes, and there doesn't seem to be a downside. <laughs> it seems to be economical, doable. Now, of course, you always have the massive um, approval problems, right? I think Trump could solve those. I don't know that Biden can, but Trump can get rid of regulations. It's one thing that nobody questions whether he can do it. Yes, yes, Trump can get rid of regulations. We know he'll do that. That's climate change right there. All of our energy problems are solved. For the future, they're actually solved. Now, this assumes that this is a real story. It looks real. I mean, you could research it yourself. I tweeted it. But uh, that's, that would be amazing, and it would be the thing that many of us have waited for. So for the last five years or so, I and lots of others have talked about this so-called Generation 4 nuclear plants that would be able to do stuff like this. It looks like we have it. And they're not the only... BYU is not the only entity trying to create this. Um, I think Rolls-Royce was trying to do it. There might be some other entities. So this is happening. We definitely are going to have nuclear power on trucks. We're there. Best news in human civilization. Because as smart people have often said, you can track civilization's progress. It perfectly matches our energy availability. Did you know that? If you looked at you know, availability to energy and energy prices and all that, you know, civilization just tracks energy. I don't believe there's a country energy that did poorly. Has there ever been a country that had like a energy and then didn't do well? I don't think so. All right, so more technologies. Of course, we'll have robots who will be our friends and doing our work. Um, there's been another advance in quantum computing. So China's allegedly a little behind the United States in quantum computing. 
But the quantum computers will be able to do things that would take a thousand years with our best computers today. And so if you have quantum computers, you can solve all kinds of problems from uh, supply chains to God knows what, power problems, etc. So if you add uh, artificial intelligence, molten salt nuclear reactors on trucks, um, quantum computing, robots, and then better battery technology. So there's some companies trying to make batteries that seem to be just as good or better than our usual lithium ones, but without the lithium. Maybe that's the big deal. Or maybe we get our lithium from Ukraine and we go, you know, it's, we go big every way you can do a battery. But um, things are looking really, really good technology-wise. The only thing I'm left worrying about is um, the value of money. <laughs> you know, inflation and, and that sort of thing. And I'm going to tell you something that will scare you, but maybe explain to you why we should be okay. It goes like this. Your economy and the value of anything is psychological. Right? If I had a Lamborghini you know, that cost me, I don't know, whatever they cost, a million dollars, and nobody wanted to buy it from me, its value would be zero, you know, assuming I didn't want it either. Right? So all value is psychological. We don't think that way. We, we think, you know, this car has a value, this business has a value, this employee has a value, but they don't. Value is only in your head. It's only in your head. It's represented by these things, but the value is in your head. So the economy entirely rests on our mental state. If, if I pull a little green piece of paper out of my wallet and say, I'll give you this for that thing you have in your hand, and you say yes, then we've done everything that we need for an economy. You agreed my paper is worth something. I agreed your thing is worth something, and we trade it. Now, people who are worried about um, just money being worthless or you know, everything just melting down, here's why it won't. Nobody wants it to. <laughs> That's why it won't. Everybody wants money to work. So we're all going to just keep pretending it works. And um, there could be like, a, you know, there could be some minor like runs on things. Maybe we lose a bank. You know, maybe a big bank goes down. But we're basically in pretty good shape because the psychology of the world is actually pretty strong. We, we all want money to work. So that's probably all it takes. We'll just agree that money works, and when I give it to you, you'll agree to take it, and then we're done. <laughs> now, that's the most simplistic explanation of economics you've ever heard in your life, but it is true. It's true. I've, I've showed you how uh, Trump can create money out of nothing, right? All he does is tell you everything's fine, and then the stock market goes up in value. <laughs> it's literally just he creates money with his, with his mind. So um, I think we're in good shape. It just doesn't look like it. And we could be on the, on the border of the golden age. We could be. Um, so Biden is going to uh, uh, give pardons to all the people who are convicted in federal weed cases. So if, you're, if you have a federal conviction for weed, he is going to pardon you. So that's all good news, right? Big deal? Free money on the table? Oh, let's read into the details. There are zero federal prisoners with only marijuana charges. Zero. <laughs> there aren't any. There are none. <laughs> there are people who also have marijuana charges, but that's not why they're in jail. If they only had marijuana charges, they probably would already be out of jail. Now, the states, of course, have their own laws. There's that, right? But it looks like maybe nobody will be affected. 
Now, the federal problem with marijuana was more about the selling of it, wasn't it? Because I don't know anybody who's ever been arrested for federal marijuana charges. Do you? I've never even heard of it. <laughs> I've never heard of one person who's ever been arrested for federal. I mean, you'd have to be a pretty big operation, don't you? So um, I think that Biden picked up the free money on the table because probably Trump should have done this. Everybody told Trump to do this. Everybody said, Trump, this is free money. This definitely will work for you electorally. Just do it. And he didn't. We don't know why. But remember, uh, everybody always says, how come you never blame Trump for anything? This is clearly a success for Biden and a failure for Trump. Clearly. Does anybody disagree with that? Now, even though the actual impact is minimal to none, it was still free money just sitting on the table. Biden just picked it up. There's nothing I say more often about Trump than the fact that he picks up free money when it's on the table. And he just walked past this table over and over again. He just kept walking past this table. There's no way I'm going to say that was smart. There's no way I'm going to say there was some clever 3D like, you know, reason he did it. No, just a mistake. Just a pure mistake. Biden gets the win. And, and there's no... Even though I'm saying it won't have much impact... It was still clearly the right thing to do. Clearly. So I'm going to give him the clean win, even though it's not much in the real world. All right. Um, So apparently the uh, one member of the Proud Boys, who is described as a top lieutenant, um, has pleaded guilty to seditious conspiracy, and I guess he's going to cooperate. And they have him dead to rights for his seditious conspiracy because, among other things, they have a recording of him at the time. He didn't actually attend. So here's somebody who did not attend January 6th because he had been uh, stabbed in some prior event. So he was recovering from a stab wound. He wasn't even there. But he was part of the organizing and talking about it before. So one of the things that they have as evidence to... uh, to put the pressure on him to plead guilty for seditious conspiracy is that he said the following thing, which is known. They have this on recording, right? So the the next thing I tell you is not guessing. They have it on recording in the actual time it was happening. And here's what he said. Uh, Oh, he posted publicly to the right. So he posted it publicly on some kind of telegram. Was it telegram? Maybe. Uh, but he posted publicly to writers, uh, and he, he wrote in all, in all big letters, do not go home. We are on the cusp of saving the Constitution. We are on the cusp of saving the Constitution. That's why he said during January 6th. Now, which part of that is seditious conspiracy? In his own words, at the time, in his own words, he said it wasn't a seditious conspiracy. He was trying to prevent one. That's what his words say. His words say that they're there to save the Constitution. Saving the Constitution means you think somebody else was doing something and you're there to stop it. None of this says seditious conspiracy. It says literally the opposite of that. It looks like he was trying to stop a seditious conspiracy, in his opinion. Now, whether or not that was a clear view of reality is different, but they actually pressured this guy to plead guilty to something for which their own evidence clears him. This guy must have had a really bad lawyer. (laughs) I, I feel like I could have lawyered this guy out of jail. I would just say, yeah, 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 he did organize all the things that happened. He totally did that. But he didn't say do anything violent, I think. I don't know if that's true. I think that's true. He didn't say anything violent. And his explanation was he was trying to save the Constitution. So he may have done things you don't like, and maybe he needs to be punished for it. But none of it had to do with overthrowing the country. It was the opposite. He believed somebody had tried to overthrow the country. He was trying to stop it. 
It wasn't organized. Yeah, that, that begs the question of organized. If there were a bunch of people talking about it, it's organized-ish. Yeah, but maybe not a leader, per se. But that story amazes me. And that, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to the end of my prepared comments. Um, Is there anything I missed? Yeah, most of the January 6th people can't afford their legal defense, that's true. Um, Pointing out these things doesn't make us feel better. All right. Um, I I do think we have time for another sip. You know, the the Snowden... uh, Not Snowden thing, um, but the... uh, What's his name? Um, Assange. Um, The Assange situation, I don't feel comfortable uh, that I understand it fully. Because the alleged worst things that he did seem to be in the secret domain, right? Am I right? That nobody can tell us directly what bad things happened because of Assange. We are only told that super secret bad things happened. Am I right about that? Or, or do we know something specific happened that was bad, bad, bad? We, we do... Yeah. So I don't know exactly now. Would Trump be a lame duck if elected? Yes, but he would be the most fun lame duck of all time. Trump as a lame duck would not be acting like a lame duck. Trump as a lame duck would be acting like the controls were off. (laughs) He could do anything he wanted. I mean, if he had Congress on his side. Um... During the Obama, the CIA used a messaging jab in China and got about 17 officers killed. All right. Yeah, so I don't know about the Assange claims, but the fact that I don't know what the claims are would be enough for me to support him not being treated the way he's being treated. Uh, It's still a lame duck if he has Congress, just by definition because he can't run again. Is Joe Biden persuasive? Uh, well, I think he's persuasive in a generic politician way, meaning that his own side is willing to believe him. Ann Coulter was on Michael Malice. Was that a good show? Sounds like it would be. All right. Uh, the Obama administration is responsible, not Assange, for pointing it out. Yeah, the, the Tony Bobolinsky interview, um, I've already heard enough from Tony Bobolinsky to know that whatever was happening over there was exactly what you thought it was. <laughs> that whole Hunter Biden influence peddling thing apparently was exactly what you thought it was. Exactly what you thought it was. So, but our outrage has been exhausted now. It's hard, it's hard to think that's the important thing to work on today. Uh, due to the Hunter story, the election was effectively rigged. Well, a lot of people say that. Because the Hunter Biden story was uh, suppressed. We do have a system in which the real voting is the media. All right, so here's a reframe for you. We do the technical voting in the voting booths and you know with the ballots and stuff. So that's the, the technical voting. But the real voting happens in the media because the media tells you who to vote for. If they didn't tell you who to vote for, <laughs> who knows what would happen. So um, I would argue that the uh, Hunter Biden laptop thing was the election. So the, the misinformation, and it's both sides, right? Both sides lie during an election. So the lying by both sides is what, in the end, in the end, the electoral result 
was a result of who lied the best in the media. Would, would you say that that's true? That the, the outcome of the, result, the election was mostly about who lied the most effectively in, in the media. It wasn't mostly about counting the votes, because that's just the result of all the lying in the media. The lying in the media is what gets you the result. The counting is just what makes it official. And then the Electoral College just, you know, puts a little shine on it. Yeah. So it's interesting that the real vote is in the media, as I've just described, and yet you can cheat in the media completely. There doesn't seem to be... I don't even think there's a law against is there? Is there any law against a, a major news entity just making up a story? Because we've seen them do it. I mean, they would say, we didn't make it up, we're reporting what somebody told us, but still. So it is totally legal to uh, cheat and lie in our elections the way our system is run. It's completely legal. Because the real voting happens in the media, and then just the pulling of the, the levers and stuff, you've already decided by that point. Yeah. All right. Um, if you get caught lying as a journalist, yeah. We are indirectly paying them to lie to us. Well, that's true. We, we pay our politicians and our media people to lie to us. <laughs> that's literally what we're doing. Maybe all of the wars are started by the media. Maybe all of them. What happens if Russia collapses? Well, here's my prediction. Uh, That Russia will be degraded, but that Putin will stay in power. That's what I think. I think he'll stay in power with a degraded Russia. But I don't think people will be as worried about their military anymore. Do Do you know what the smartest thing Russia could do? is stop being the way they are. <laughs> look at the advantages that Russia has. They have this like massive amount of uh, energy. They have an educated population. And lots of land. Right? Tons of land. Um, Russia kind of had everything. They had everything. Everything they needed. And, and we're natural allies with Russia, right? All, all Russia had to do was stop acting like Russia, and they could, have, they could have anything they wanted. It was all theirs for the taking. Uh, um, you know, at this point, the only thing uh, Russia needs to worry about is China, I think. He wants to recreate the Soviet Union. Well, yeah, I suppose he, he does. That's what he says, right? I don't want to be a mind reader, but the way he talks certainly suggests that. All right. The Russian people were getting shelled for eight years in the Donbass. Um, Have I ever said anything that would suggest that I believe that the Ukrainians are good guys? Have I ever said anything that would make you think that? That, in my opinion... This is clearly a case of Russians are bad and Ukrainians are all good. I've never said that. In fact, I don't even think there's a difference. If you tell me there's a difference between a Ukrainian and a Russian, I'd say, well, sure. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I'm sure it's a big difference to them. It might be a big difference to them, but not to me. To me, it just looks like a civil war. Uh, Russia light. <laughs> you, you call Ukraine Russia light. All right. Um, tomorrow, just to give you a little heads up, by tomorrow, I think tonight I'll get my Black Lives Matter shirt. So I'm going to wear my Black Lives Matter shirt on uh, live stream. But I'm also going to put uh, in, I'm going to update my profile. So I think I'm going to put a Ukrainian flag. 
Possibly a little blue wave. Uh, I don't know about the blue wave. I don't like that one. So I might do a Ukrainian flag. Might do some pronouns. And I'm definitely going to put uh, BLM. So I'm going to put Black Lives Matter pronouns and Ukraine flag. And then I'm going to make sure that there are plenty of public pictures of me wearing the Black Lives Matter shirt. And here's the important part. I'm completely sincere. (laughs) Nobody's going to believe it. Nobody's going to believe it. But, you know, if I could have done this in an insincere way, I probably would have, because it would be really funny. But as it turns out, Kanye sort of ruined the insincere part in a good way. Because, you know, once, once Kanye makes it legal and okay to say white lives matter, well, then I can put on a Black Lives Matter shirt with no, um, no qualifications. I don't have to add any qualifications. And if somebody says, why are you doing that? I'll say, because it's true. And it's obvious. Black Lives Matter. So I don't have to lie, and I don't even have to be a weasel. I don't have to, I don't have to do anything. I can actually just be an honest American. And I can just put on a shirt that says, yes, I respect uh, the black Americans in this, well, black lives, not just Americans, um, and that I honestly feel that way, because I do. I would hope that you do, too. So I wonder how much trouble I'll get in for a sincere expression of uh, empathy and respect. How much trouble do you think I'll get in for that? there's a good chance I'll be canceled. <laughs> there's a good chance I'll be canceled, and all of it will be sincere, and I'll still get canceled. But that would be a great way to go. <laughs> I just don't want to go, go out with a whimper. Right? If I go out in flames, that would feel good, no matter what. I just want to go out with a big flame. But if I don't flame, I'm going to be more and more dangerous every minute. So... Um, I'm still waiting for the big takedown, are you? The big takedown. You know they're coming for me, right? They have to. <laughs> they have to come for me. Um, but the, the New York, uh, was it the New York Daily News? They, they did their weak little attempt this week. They're going to have to come up with a, um, an attack on me that's not so weak that I won't retweet it. And I don't think they can. I don't think they'll ever come up with anything that's strong enough that I won't just retweet it and say, oh, this is funny. You do too much for the left to get canceled. I don't like the way you put that. I don't like the way you put that. So one of the comments on Locals was that I do too much for the left for them to take me out. I don't do it for the left. I don't, I don't do anything for the left. Everything I do is either just good or bad. Like, I'm not working for their team. <laughs> the same way I'm not working for Republicans. <clears throat> Have I ever done anything that's just, like, for Republicans? I mean, usually it's just either right or wrong, and it wouldn't matter who it was. Which locals host has the most followers? That's a good, I've, I was wondering that myself. I don't think it's me, but I could be. I don't think so. It's probably Dave Rubin. Uh, I said I'm more left than Bernie, but that's not doing something for the left, is it? That's doing something for me. By the way, you've all heard me say why I'm left of Bernie. You didn't think I could do it, did you? (laughs) The people who thought that there's no way I could uh, legitimately describe myself as left of Bernie... You were surprised, because I can. I can. Um, right? I think my, my favorite left of uh, Bernie was the one I said yesterday, that you know people on the right want Second Amendment rights, right to own guns without restrictions. People on the left, such as Bernie, he actually owns a gun. 
So he's not against the Second Amendment. He owns a gun. He just thinks they should be you know, restricted in certain ways. And I'm farther left from Bernie, in which I say uh, registered Democrats should not be allowed to own guns. Because it's what they want. If it wasn't what they wanted, I wouldn't recommend it. Because they have Second Amendment rights too. But if somebody wants not to own a gun, I say let's make it illegal and help them out. And let them not own guns. Because most of the violence comes from Democrats shooting Democrats. Doesn't it? What percentage of the total violence in the United States involves a Republican shooting a Republican? Go. How about fucking none of it? <laughs> How about none of it? Right? Uh, or or I'll, I'll even be... Let me be more specific. How much of the gun violence in the country involves a Republican with a legally owned firearm shooting another Republican? I mean, it happens. I'm sure it happens. But if the only thing you did is say, you know, we can meet you halfway, I think we should not allow gun ownership for Republican or for uh, Democrats. If it's what the Democrats want, give them what they want. Because remember, they get all of their benefits by taking the guns away from the Democrats. They don't need to take them away from the Republicans because that's not where the problem was. If there's no problem, you don't need to solve it. So why don't you solve the problem that's their problem? And the fact that uh, Republicans have not suggested this yet is, again, very disappointing. It's very disappointing. Because this is actually a real plan. It just sounds ridiculous. It's completely real. If you register Democrat, you have to give up your gun. (laughs) Now, nobody would pass that law, of course. But wouldn't you love to see somebody put that out there and have, to, and, and have people have to, have to wrestle with the fact that all of the gun problems are just Democrats, so they can solve it anytime they want. They can solve their own problem anytime they want. Just leave the Republicans out of it. They're not part of that problem. <laughs> all right. The criminals are unregistered, which is not relevant to this point. Um, Vladimir's birthday today. All right, I'm going to go out on a limb. And I've said this before, but I believe we will learn that Putin is on drugs. And that the drug, of course he is, because he's a certain age. Everybody's on some kind of drug by that age. But I believe we're going to find prednisone. So I've made some pretty unlikely predictions. But I'm going to guess prednisone. And the reason is, most of you already know this, I I had an experience of being on prednisone for several months uh, during the pandemic. Because I was was putting off some surgery because of the pandemic. And I had to be on prednisone way longer than is a good idea. And my personality changed. And I became aggressive. And I didn't fear anything. And you don't want a nuclear power that doesn't fear anything. And that's what Putin was. Putin looks like somebody whose aggressiveness was all that mattered. And, and his fear was none. And he just thought that going strong at things was what he needed to do. It, it, looks, like, it looks like bad judgment fed by some kind of a steroidal kind of thing. So I'm going to say prednisone. Because prednisone is so common, that would be an easy guess. (laughs) All right. Testosterone doesn't make you uh, aggressive? How many people would uh, agree with that? That testosterone does not make you aggressive? Now, I'm talking about prednisone, not testosterone. I think it's prednisone. But separately, do you think that testosterone does not make you violent? (laughs) Of course it does. Yeah, of course it does. 
I can't, I can't believe that there's any doubt about that. Of course it does. Oh, somebody says not aggressive, but dangerous. Mm, well, that's a small change. I see what you're saying there, but yeah. Yeah, of course it does. It, it, check the jails. Do, do you notice anything about the jails? It's full of men. <laughs> it's the testosterone. Of course it is. What else could it be? I don't know. Is there, is there another theory of what it could be? All right. Uh, I do not take testosterone. But I do have a lifestyle that promotes it. I mean, because I don't drink and uh, you know, I live a pretty healthy lifestyle. The only thing I should do more is sleep more. All right. And... Um, what was the, the what was the uh, oh you th- you think it's the uh, additives to the food that are causing the testosterone drop? I have a theory. You want to hear my theory about the testosterone drop? Anybody want to hear my theory? Um, it's social. It's social. Because testosterone is um, situationally determined. Now, I'm sure there's also a, you know, a chemical food-related part of it. And obesity is a big part of it. Obesity is, might be the whole thing. But testosterone is affected by whether you're winning or losing and in control or not in control. And since men have went from being almost completely in control to being almost completely not in control, I think that testosterone drop would be the natural, the natural outcome. So shouldn't you see testosterone dropping just based on the news? Right? The news says you have to act a certain way, and it drops your testosterone. Yeah. So it's probably not one thing. I think it's partly environmental of how we treat men and how men treat other people. I'm not saying that needs to change. I'm just saying it would be an explanation. But then, of course, all the chemistry, the fatness, the overweight, the not sleeping enough, the looking at screens, the porn, um, the drugs, basically every one of those things reduces your testosterone. So it's probably, I'll bet it's at least five big effects and that environment would be one of them. Um. <laughs> all right. All right, that's all for now. Um, and uh, I think this was another blockbuster coffee with Scott Adams. And it's begging for a closing sip so that you can savor it for the rest of the day in fellowship and simultaneity with the rest of us. Are you ready? For the closing simultaneous sip, here it goes. Uh, maybe it is soy. Maybe soy is the problem. I think soy is one of the big five, probably. Don't know, but it could be one of the big five. All right. Bye for now, YouTube and Spotify. I'll talk to you tomorrow.